Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. But life is great, and just last night, I was thinking to myself as I laid down to sleep here at Fantasyland Hotel, which is a wonderful facility, and I highly endorse it. I said to Moose, just as we got home from the Oilers game last night, I said, uh, meet you at the pirate ship at 9? <laughs> Who says that? Who says that? Yeah. Right. That was our, that's our life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the RP Show. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. And right, look at that. Right out of the gate, I'm going to say this. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. Let me say it again. You see that we're back in the bunker. No pirate ships today. And you people that love football have been waiting all week to talk ball. Ball for all today. And I get it. I'm here for it. It's a very good vibe day. Moose and I have been talking about that today. For whatever reason, it just started out great. Other than I was pouring my Tim Hortons coffee. Sorry, Caliber. I'll get to you my next cup. Yes. Into my Bronco plumbing and heating Ooh. Uh, thermos here. Uh, to-go mug, and because I've been drinking a lot of coffee today, and then I spilled it on the desk. I'm wiping that up with my shirt. <laughs> and other than that, we're ready to go. Bob's your uncle. As we do with the shirt. Bob's and your uncle. we got some football guys and gals coming on the program today. J.T. O'Sullivan. I believe somebody got to look this up. I should look it up. 16 years of the National Football League, I think. One in the Canadian Football League with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Get your NFL questions ready for J.T. O'Sullivan coming up in hour one. And then Sarah Orleski, the star of TSN's Friday Night Football. Sarah Orleski will be joining us as well in advance of tonight's really big game. And uh, before we go any further, by the way, that really big game is the Edmonton Elks, home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I feel bad. The Moose can attest. I had DMs from Elks players as we were coming home from Edmonton yesterday saying, Rod, are you staying for our game? Sorry, guys, going home. We got, we're on our way home. I had stuff to do tonight, which we'll get to later. I would have loved to have stayed for that football game. I mean, it was nice of them to ask, Darren, but I felt like I was breaking their heart. I know. You go all that way, we see the Oilers, we get to meet, and we don't go to the football game. That's tough. It would have been great to be able to stay. And we looked at each other. On that, Should we? <laughs> on that boat, in that last segment yesterday, saying, 
you know, we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. We at, like we literally looked at each other wondering we should maybe think about staying. But no, there was things to get home for. Uh, coming up, we're going to uh, <clears throat> tell you what those things are. But a fun Flame Tech Football Friday today. I talked to Morgan today, your executive assistant. She's the best. And I'm going to read you verbatim the email she sent me this morning. She says, we're going to be doing a ticket giveaway today for Landmark Cinemas. A set of passes, which includes two movie passes, two drinks, and two popcorns. She says, we haven't been going to the movies lately. we got to give Landmark Cinemas some love with a ticket giveaway. She goes, we got all these vouchers and all these concession gift certificates. So she says, please mention at the start of the show, throughout, and then at the end of the day, when you guys do your Landmark Cinemas What's On segment, and send people to our Twitter pre-show post or Facebook live post to enter. So how to enter today, if you want to go to the movie, as we used to say, one of the players said, right, when we got on the bus with the Pats, where are the movies? <laughs> Here we go. Look at this. No time to die. In theaters now. See it in Laser Ultra. Landmark cinemas all across the country. This isn't limited to just the rectangle. Wherever you're viewing, just in Canada only. Apologies to our American viewers. Just in Canada. But please... Comment and share our Facebook live post right now that you're watching or Twitter post for today's live show to be entered. Again, one set of movie passes with drinks and popcorn. Any landmark cinema in Canada, the winner will be picked and contacted tonight. So there you go. The new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. So that's our contest right out of the gate. I love it. So I'm sorry that I'm so verbose and I'm talking so much, but it is the Rod Peterson show. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Good to see you, by the way. You're looking young, Jordan. You haven't aged, even though I've been gone for most of the last month. Thursday night football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to their bye week with a 5-1 and one record after holding off the Philadelphia Eagles last night on Thursday night football, 28-22. Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette each accounted for two touchdowns as the Bucs topped the Eagles who are now 2-4, and four, and they were involved in a really big trade this morning, which I'm going to get to in a moment. This is all I'm going to say about Thursday Night Football. Two things, actually. Traveling is the bane of my existence. As we were rolling through Saskatoon yesterday, I said to Moose, this reminds me of the old life, traveling so much, I missed all the games because I was traveling all the time. Not that I'm complaining, but we didn't get to watch the game, per se. Tom Brady's turning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into the New England Patriots in that it's Ho-hum. It's not if they're going to win. It's by how much. They go into Thursday Night Football. They were favored by six and a half. Some betting lines I saw. They won by six. Isn't that something? How those odds makers do that. Oh, yeah. And they're now five and one heading into a bye. They're just ho-hum. It's Tom. It's the Bucks now. It used to be the Patriots. It's automatic. But they took. Now, they didn't take their eye off the ball. But the officials got involved in the game in the fourth quarter. I did see that. I, I know what happened in the game. Uh, what's the guy's name? The defender for the Eagles, Jendall Avery, called for taunting, 15-yard penalty, extending a Buccaneers drive in the fourth quarter. Taunting. Did you all watch it? He got up and basically flexed over Leonard Fournette. Just They cl- crashed uh, face masks, right? Yeah. And he gets... 15-yard penalty for taunting, and it, like I say, extends the drive, and everybody's talking about that taunting penalty. Um, I don't like the taunting penalty at all in any regard. Get rid of it. Uh, But what's your take on that taunting penalty? I don't like it in that situation. And I know sometimes you can't pick and choose and just say, hey, but that would be really difficult. 
But I really believe that you, the spirit of the rule is to get rid of the taunting, the flexing over players, the, the disrespect of walking on somebody after you've made a play. Flex to the crowd, to your teammates, you know, do the dances. I love celebrations. But, you know, that's one way to get it out of the game. Do it in a key moment. But this is a key moment, and it wasn't egregious. The face Not mask butting was, was Fournette more than anything. He got up, and as he's walking back, they were, he just happened to be in his face. You know, if that was the first quarter, second quarter, I'm probably in favor of the flag. But in that moment, the Eagles are coming back. There's five minutes left. If they get off the field there, they got a chance to come back in the football game. So I didn't like it in that situation. Yes. There has to be a little discretion. That's why we have humans doing the game. Uh, yeah, well, are you a certified, ordained official? Because I am. I have certified been. official. Yeah. Okay, I well, I, I'm sorry, but a penalty in the first quarter is a penalty in the fourth quarter. Can't go along with you there, my friend, but that's fine. Uh, by the way, the poll question today before we move to the CFL. He put it up, so don't come at me. Kev Belair on Twitter is like, that's weak, Roddy. Hashtag Bills Mafia. I didn't have anything to do with the poll oh, question the Bills. today. You tell them. I had nothing to do with it. The Bills should be in the poll. I need to make an addendment to the poll. You we, can't. It's too I late. went so fast in that poll. And, the, and what prompted the poll question. Tell them what it is. The poll question. Here it is. Who is the best team in the National Football League today? And I think the options I put up were Tampa Bay, um, Arizona, because they're undefeated, Green Bay, and Dallas. And I forgot all about the Buffalo Bills. What spawned the poll question was I was looking at the odds on Bat Regal, and Cleveland is favored over Arizona. They think Cleveland's going to win the football game, right? Yep. Which shocked me. I thought everybody just was anointing the undefeated Cardinals number one in the National Football League. Then here's, you know, the odds makers not. So I'm like, well, who is the best? And those are all really good football teams. The Bills should be in that poll. So I, I need to personally go in there with my own Twitter account and take the fall for this one. Um, the Bills should be in there. But that's why we have Twitter. You can write in. You can reply as to who's the best. Uh, whoops. That was, some, that was some disrespect on my part. And I, it was I think the Buffalo Bills should be used to being the Rodney Dangerfields of the National Football League. Anyways, breaking news. What we love about daytime sports talk here on Game Plus TV, Facebook, and YouTube is Breaking news in the morning that we can cover that nobody else is. The Arizona Cardinals acquired tight end Zach Ertz in a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles this morning. The undefeated Cardinals sent quarterback Tay Gowan and a 2022 fifth-round pick to the Eagles for the 30-year-old Ertz, a three-time Pro Bowler. He had four receptions for 29 yards and a touchdown during Thursday's 28-22 loss to Tampa Bay. He was selected by Philly in the second round of the 2013 draft. Three-time Pro Bowler. The question is, does he play Sunday? Wouldn't that be something? Two games in four days. You want to check, huh? We're going to find out if you can play two football games in four days. Seeing, um, I think you'd be allowed to. Yeah, well, of course he's allowed to. I'm seeing 10-10 a lot. And this morning I saw 3-3-3 all over the place. On the treadmill, on the alarm clock, I'm a three. The CFL fans have been waiting all week for this Flame Tech Football Friday, so let's talk about it. Friday Night Football tonight. Listen, I get it. We just came from Edmonton where they're sitting down Trevor Harris, a close friend of the show, personal friend. The Edmonton Elks are, are sitting down their all-pro quarterback, Trevor Harris, for tonight's football game. Taylor Cornelius, the former Oklahoma State star, 
And XFL Tampa Bay Viper is going to get the call tonight. Dakota Prukop is going to be the backup. I saw comments from the head coach of the Elks, Jamie Elizondo, saying, hey, it's not all one guy's fault when explaining at the pregame news conference on Thursday why they're sitting down Trevor Harris tonight. Now, I'm that guy, Darren, as you know, that when you're on my, when I'm on your team, I'm on your team. I'm not leaving your team. I'm still on team Trevor Harris, and I think they got far bigger problems in Edmonton than Trevor Harris. But let's just go back. This is not like Jamie Elizondo doesn't know Trevor Harris. They went to Grey Cups together in Ottawa for the love of Pete. He knows Trevor Harris very well, and I respect Jamie Elizondo's football acumen. I really do. And Brock Sunderland. The general manager in Edmonton, we all know him, of course. He had Trevor Harris in Ottawa. So they know what they're doing. But it was interesting, if you read the quotes from Jimmy Elizondo, their head coach, he said, we're two and six. We need a spark. So he's making a change at quarterback. It's not really that egregious. But the Trevor Harris money, what is he, close to half a million a year, doesn't get over to the cap now because he's not playing this week. It's probably a financial decision here. Is he healthy? Uh, He was just on the six-game injured list, and they brought him off. I guess he was out on the field yesterday with the two quarterbacks that Will dressed at the walkthrough. He was with them. He's not pouting. He's not in the locker room. He's not that guy. But I heard more on Twitter about this situation than I did from anywhere in Edmonton, which is a whole other thing. We listened to Sports Talk Radio all the way home yesterday. We didn't hear the Edmonton Elks mentioned one time. It was all the orders. So I know this is where Edmonton football fans come to talk. I know that. But I guess Trevor Harris, I think, is being scapegoated a little bit. I don't like it. There may be more to the story, and I could ask Trevor, but I'm not going to be nosy. Um, And they're going to get killed tonight anyways by Winnipeg. Why are we even talking about this? It doesn't matter who they're going to start a quarterback. Yeah, it probably doesn't because this is Winnipeg, and Winnipeg is the class of the Canadian Football League. We've, we're, we're pretty clear about that. I don't think I, that's being disrespectful to anybody. Um, the question is, where is Trevor Harris right now when it comes to that organization, the locker room, his place as the team leader, right? That's what I wonder. You know, is he healthy? Is he not? Him being, we know Trevor Harris, the guy, and he's going to do all the right things, right? And he's going to be there, and he's going to support whoever's in that role, And as you know, and I know, and he knows, things happen for a reason. Well, um, they have a lot of problems in Edmonton. A lot. And uh, we'll see what happens tonight. But that's our take on the quarterback situation there. Brett Murray's watching on YouTube. Thank you, Brett. He says, Adam Schefter reports Ertz is ineligible to play this Sunday. And that must have just come down because my good friend Zig Fricasse from Sirius XM NFL Radio was asking the exact same question just moments ago. Holy smokes, this is the warm-up for E. Cold Electric. Let's get to work. Um, NHL Thursday. Let's just run the gamut here. Brandon Tanov scored his second goal into an empty net with 1.21 to go, and the Seattle Kraken beat the Nashville Predators 4-3 for their first franchise victory. I think it's going to be a long year for the Preds. Andre Palat scored a 2.43 of overtime, lifting Tampa Bay past Detroit at 7-6. Tyler Bertuzzi scored a career-high four goals for the Wings. Miro Heiskanen scored at 1.38 of overtime, and the Dallas Stars beat the New York Rangers 3-2 at MSG to spoil coach Gerard Gallant's home debut. Victor Olofsson and Anders Bjork scored two 
2-1 apart in the second period, and Buffalo beat injury-depleted Montreal 5-1. Andrei Sveshnikov had two goals and a helper to help Carolina beat the New York Islanders 6-3 in the opener for both teams. Clearly, that's why Vincent Trocek was so confident the other day when he was on the show. He knew something. The Hurricanes took the Islanders out behind the barn and pulled their pants down last night. Oliver Bjorkstrand had two goals and two assists. Max Domi added a goal and two assists, and Columbus routed Arizona 8-2 to make Brad Larson a winner in his coaching debut. Brad Larson, a former Swift Crown Bronco, their coach and GM Dean Brockman stepped down yesterday. We can talk about that later. I saw Mike's, uh, Mike Cole Sillinger. Yeah, showing my age. <laughs> That's his dad. I saw Cole Sillinger smiling like a butcher's dog on the Blue Jackets bench last night. Clark, can you find out what Cole had, what his stat line was last night, if you don't mind? 8-2, he had to get on the score sheet somewhere. Carter Verhage scored his second goal of the night, 137 into overtime. And America's team, the Florida Panthers, beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-4 at FLA Live Arena. It looked like uh, a good crowd there last night. Anton Fort, what do you got? What is it? Wow. One assist plus one, three shots? Yeah. And two pims? That's a Mike Sillinger hat trick right there. How about that? <laughs> oh, Where Mike was I? Anton Forsberg made a career high 46 saves, and Ottawa scored three times in the first in a season opening 3 2 win over Toronto. And Anze Kopitar had the Kings' third hat trick in an opener and two assists. Drew Doughty added a goal and three helpers, and the LA Kings opened their season with a 6 2 win over Vegas. Shea Theodore and Chandler Stevenson scored for Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Robin Leonard chased from the net after giving up four goals on 31 shots. He didn't look too good last night. We uh, do need to break here right now. We'll come back and finish the, uh, the rest of the quick six in a moment. The warm-up's brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. When we come back, we'll continue more of the Quick Six. Of course, we've got our photo album for Great Western Brewing Company with a lot of photos from the City of Champions. We've got a lot going on today. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. We're drinking coffee and smoking big cigars because uh, life's great. And uh, Flame Tech Football Friday brought to you by Flame Tech, your locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. One of our sales guys uh, said to me back uh, in the day, if you recall, he said, Rod, how did you make so much money with that old talk show that you did? How did it be such a, it was a cash cow? How'd you do it? I said, you just watch. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So. The, the RP Show photo album is brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company. We usually do it every Monday, but it was Moose's idea to wait till Friday because we've had such an exciting week. We've been on the road. We've been traveling. And we ask you to share with us your weekend photos and get a chance to be featured on the RP Show by using the hashtags 
RP show, and hashtag GW Beer Summer. I guess we could change that to GW Beer Fall. But here we go. This is actually indoors. I felt like I was in Florida again. This was uh, <laughs> Fantasyland, the water park. Unbelievable. Look at this. This is just beautiful. When you're missing Florida, I'm just going to take you back to the mall. No, it won't work. It won't. But this is close. I really wanted to grab my swimsuit and go jump in the wave pool. We just didn't have time. I know. It was a blur. It's not a holiday. There is the pirate ship on which we broadcast the show for two days at the water park. And again, how beautiful is that? Mm. I'm just noticing and being so aware of these beautiful things that we have in our lives that we took for granted for years. And that's one. Moose is on that ship. If you look real close, you'll see him. So that's where we did the show. Uh, that was on the ice. Darren took this uh, photo. The Oilers, thank you for accrediting us, treating us so wonderfully. It was a great hockey game. And uh, somebody said to me, why did you go onto the ice? I said, I go onto the ice everywhere I go. I did it in Florida. I do it at the Pats games. I'll probably do it tonight. Yeah. And I just went for a little rip in Edmonton. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, roll in, go to the rink. And this, this is you. Yeah, this, <laughs> how many little containers of M&Ms did we go through? Quite a few. Uh, the great snacks, great hospitality. That was kind of where we were up in the uh, press box. Next to, uh, don't flip the photo, but next to Daniel Nugent Bowman of Now the Athletic, formerly of Sportsnet, and before that, Leader Post star yeah. Phoenix. Know him from the Saskatoon days covering the Blades. I'm now on the Oilers bandwagon f- full on and hard because of the way they treated us. Okay, what else do we have? Um, that's mom and dad. They drove six hours to surprise us in Edmonton to watch the show live. And they all just, they didn't tell me they were coming, just showed up at the mall. So if you want to know where any of this spontaneity to just go do all these things comes from, that's you. I get it from them. So that's the great Western photo album. That's you and AJ. And that's AJ who I used to work with in Rosetown. He actually works now at the radio station in the mall. Knew we were there, came out and said hi. So it's good to see AJ, too. Our photo album, we usually do on Mondays. It is brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company. An original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, a superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. Purchase at a store near you today. Troy's watching in Toronto. He says, is it weird that I watch the show on YouTube and my phone as well so I can comment? Love this format. Anybody else do this? Yeah, I think a lot of people do that, actually. But let... Is Troy the unicorn, or do people watch on various platforms so that they can comment? Thank you, Troy, for doing that in Toronto. Your Leafs are one and one to start the season. And uh, Sheldon Keith blowing a gasket in the third period last night. You know what? It was not a good night for officiating. We talked about the taunting call. I don't like taunting at all. I, what, what's the problem with it? Like, I remember a couple years ago, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers playing at BC. You remember Jeff Heck doing this to Deron Carter? He should have got a taunting call, actually. If that's a flag, he should have got it. That bothered me. Last night, you get in a guy's face. Football is about intimidation. That's not a penalty. That's stupid. Terrell Owens on the star. I get it. <laughs> but, I, but, but again, these are discretionary calls. And uh, what made me think about this on the Prairie Mobile text line, it's open. From DG in Saskatoon, he writes us at 306-840-8777. He says, the L.A. Dodgers spent a lot of money to get to where they are, but none better than the money spent paying off the first base umpire last night. That was not a swing. What an awful way for the Giants to lose. And with that, my interest in the MLB postseason is gone. From DG in Saskatoon. And if you missed it, Cody Bellinger hit a tie-breaking single in the ninth. 
and prized midseason acquisition Max Scherzer came out of the bullpen for a save, sending the L.A. Dodgers past the San Francisco Giants 2-1 in a thrilling winner-take-all Game 5 and into the NLCS. So that was my that was actually my fifth point. I'm a little out of order here. But here's the thing. I don't mind saying, obviously, you know, you've been watching this. and I'm a Blue Jays fan. I'm not going to watch, unless there's some captivating story in the Major League Baseball playoffs, I'm probably not going to watch if the Blue Jays aren't in it. The Yankees probably, too, because I just love the images of Yankee Stadium in October. Right. They're not in it either. So, Fenway, probably not. Like, tonight, I'm going to go to the Pats game, God's team, for the first period, and then I'm going to the banquet for the Young Professionals and Entrepreneurs Award, because Moose is up for Entrepreneur of the Year with the uh, Sipe Foundation, and we're all going... Morgan's coming down. She's driving into town to go to the awards. Are your parents going? Everybody's going. So I said to Moose, you better damn well win. We're all going. <laughs> How about that? This is can nothing. you imagine if you win another award? There's nothing I can do about that, yeah, if we're going to win or not. So I just hope we have a good time. <laughs> That's always the thing about you. At least it was kind of that anonymous. in Cal- We were in Calgary for work. We would have been there if we would have. The, the last award that he Chamber was up to. Of Commerce, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What, I can't remember what you were talking about before now. Now I'm uh, off track. Doesn't matter. I made you uncomfortable talking about yourself. A little bit. Uh, I'm just saying we're all going to the banquet. I'm cutting my Pats game short to go to your banquet tonight so you better win. That's all that I'm saying. Yes. Oh, the baseball. That's the whole thing. You're not watching the game. You know, if we could have, I would have watched that game last night. And But here's what Giants fans are saying. They're, you know, they're reacting on social media like that call lost them the game. I mean, that call ended the game, and that's a tough way for it to end because he didn't swing, and we see multiple replays. Mm-hmm. But it's not like if that call doesn't get made that they were going to win the game necessarily. They still had to go make plays, and the chances of them winning were still not great being down a run in the bottom of the ninth. But it is tough to end a game like that. From, uh, North, well, from Northside YEG watching on YouTube regarding... Uh, Troy in Toronto watching the show on multiple platforms at the same time. Northside YEG says, I do the same thing, Troy, if I'm not on the treadmill. A lot of people do that. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, she says, I just moved to YouTube for the comments. I'm just here for the comments. And I guess I can bring in the viewers here uh, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast and Red Deer, Alberta. says, hey, Rod, I missed most of the show yesterday. Can you swing back and explain why Hamilton was awarded a second Grey Cup in three seasons? Uh, Reason being, what I've been told is that this is going to be, if a Grey Cup festival at all, an incredibly scaled down Grey Cup festival, i.e. not the moneymaker a normal Grey Cup would be. So the other CFL teams and the CFL head offices are doing the Ticats a solid by giving them a real Grey Cup in two years' time. And here's hoping that by 2022, the Grey Cup that will be in Saskatchewan will be a Grey Cup. You know, 10 to $12 million in your jeans, $100 million in economic activity. That's not happening now. We're still wearing masks for the love of God. So that was the reason from what I have been told. Yeah, not selling out stadiums, not getting that full experience. And that makes sense. That's the only reason you would do that, right? Is, hey, they're not really going to get a full Grey Cup again this year. So let's make sure that they get the experience. Just my other quick six points. And we do have a lot of time here before we bring in JT O'Sullivan. 
I, I appreciate that things have just slowed down in a good way. Yeah. Woo-sa. So I can get some comments in here from Beneath Sports Podcast in Toronto. They're watching and says, with Cam Newton not on our roster currently and possibly next season as well, do you think that a CFL team can lure him north of the border? Hey, never say no. Never say never. Uh, as Gary Echeverry says, never's a long time. Wait. Never's a long time. That's the way Etch would say it, with his glasses down on his nose. <laughs> never say never. Never's a long time. And we just had Andrew Walker on the air, uh, was it yesterday? He was the rock star of the day, by the way, for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Can we get the guitar? Do you guys still have the guitar graphic? Or that one? Yesterday's rock star of the day was Andrew Walker. Walks, who spent four years, nah, I don't know why we'd play that, but that's, that's what they do. Maybe for no guitar. For no guitar. Oh. Let her rip. There you go. The rock star yes. of the day was Andrew Walker. By the way, I didn't take my cowbell to Edmonton. I need to get maybe just a little Tinkerbell that will that will uh, I see. pack <laughs> that'll pack nicely in my luggage. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. You'd know which is yours. Where was I? Throwing it around. With the <laughs> cowbell. Right. Yeah. From Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg, watching, he says, "Who's the halftime show for the Grey Cup going to be?" I hope it's the Arkells. I have no idea. But it's getting around to be high time. I would think that the CFL uh, wants to announce their halftime act for the Grey Cup. So you brought up Andrew Walker. That was your lead-in. And then the cowbell. Oh, I'm all over the place. I'm full-on squirrel mode right now. Yeah. So go ahead. He just said Andrew Walker was the rock star of the day. And then you said, I forgot my bell. So oh, I don't know where you were thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for the reminder. That's what we did. So Walker said, and I don't think you heard it because you were visiting with your parents who... Uh, Pearl harbored you. Yes. Really? Yeah. Which, ironically, we were on a ship. Think about that. Mm-hmm. So you didn't hear Walker say that in BC, he thinks that the BC Lions could make a comeback. I'm not qualified to say whether they could or not. I'd like to think that they could, but I've never lived in Vancouver for a day. Spent a lot of time there, but never lived there. Walker thinks the BC Lions could make a comeback, but it would take a Cam Newton-type signing. And how I got sidetracked off that, I have no idea, but... So for those that say that the BC Lions will never come back or the Argos will never come back or any of these teams will never come back, never's a long time, as Etch would say. But it would take some star power, which is fine. I get it. Not everybody's like you and me, football nerds. I will watch 20 guys that all look the same. Junior hockey's a lot that way just because I love the game so much. But not everybody's like that. A lot of people need a shiny thing to follow. Cam Newton. To BC. By the way, Clark just told me that JT O'Sullivan. I'll never forget this. JT O'Sullivan just logged in. I remember our first preseason game was in Vancouver. I was walking right behind you, JT, into BC Place Stadium for a preseason game, and he did one of these. Every stadium like this? <laughs> We're like, no. This is one of the nicest. They say <laughs> if BC Place Stadium was to build, be built brand new today, somebody said it'd be $5 billion. And I don't doubt that for a second. With a retractable roof and Unreal. the land costs, probably you factor that in. Beautiful yeah. facility. But they're saying that while the BC Lions are struggling right now uh, for whatever you want to say, uh, profile, 
and the Seahawks have really moved in there, that they could make a comeback, but it would take a Cam Newton type. So I'm not going to say – I would have initially said we won't see Cam Newton. I said we wouldn't see RG3, and we didn't. I uh, thought we wouldn't see Colin Kaepernick, and we didn't. But we did see Johnny Manziel, and we've seen some of these guys. Yeah. So – it's what happened in Toronto when they with the John Candy and getting everybody involved and then getting Rocket Ismail. Um, it doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily going to take Cam Newton, but it's going to take. And that's influencer marketing, right? It's going to take getting people who can be attracted to your product and make it cool. Cam Newton coming up here again kind of makes the CFL cool. Makes you know the BC Lions cool. If you could engage a Ryan Reynolds, that would make the Lions cool. And there's a lot of stars that go through Vancouver. You need to re- like you really need to do hate to say it, the Drake effect, right? He makes Raptor games cool, right? Cuz he's there every day. The stars yeah. go to the Laker games. It's cool. So if you this get people help. going to BC to the Lions games, it would be cool. This would help. Yeah. We're going to break. Uh, the Moose will come back. Just want to say, Shane Melanson watching one of our sponsors from Deer Valley Golf and Estates. He says, good luck, Darren, tonight at the Sipe Awards. Good luck tonight, Darren, from our Navy friend, uh, Don. I understand Shane, you. Shane nominated you. you, so can I say that? Yeah. It's, I, thank you, Shane. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. And uh, from Sergeant Pickles watching on YouTube says, hello from Seattle, guys. Just happy to get that first Kraken W. And it came in Smashville. JT O'Sullivan's in next. You're watching the RP Show. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody, to the old uh, RP show. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. If you've got NFL or CFL questions for our next guest, JT O'Sullivan, fire him at us. The Moose will be back a little later to address anything not football-related. Our Football Fridays are brought to you by Flame Tech. J.T. O'Sullivan spent in the National Football League from 2002 to 2010. Saints, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Patriots, Panthers, Lions, 49ers, Bengals, Chargers, Raiders. So he's a good guy. To, some might say he can't keep a job. How you doing, J.T.? <laughs> or that just everybody wants to hire me. There you go. How you look at it. There you go, JT. Hey, listen, man. Uh, our number one question out of the gate for you is, it's our poll question today. Who's the best team in the National Football League? We're into week six. Who's the best team down there? I don't know, man. I see you are representing pretty strong there with the, uh, with the Buccaneers. You can't go wrong there. I, I think for me, uh, I'm probably a little biased just where I'm at, but I certainly love what the Chargers are doing. I love the kind of trajectory of that organization, the quarterback position, the head coach, the defense. Uh, there's a lot to like. And that's a beautiful thing about uh, where we're at in the NFL season right now. There's a lot of teams that kind of are vying for that uh, top spot, with, especially with what the Chiefs or the perception of what the Chiefs are at the moment. So it's kind of exciting. I love watching the Ravens play. Love watching the Chargers play. There's probably a handful of other teams, the Bills, that are all in that conversation for me. Well, I really had one specific quarterback question for you. Like you mentioned, the Bucs, they're 5-1 and one going into a bye, and I feel like Tom Brady's turned them into the Patriots now. They're just automatic. They just you expect them to win. You were there in New England in 06. 
Are they looking at Mac Jones as the next lump of clay? Granted, he was a first rounder and 15th overall, but that he's got that big Brady like body. Do they feel like they could make him the next Tom or what's, what's the plan there in new England? Do you think? I mean, I don't know if they think that they could make him the next Tom Brady. I certainly think that, uh, you know, that they think that he's the future as far as what they're trying to do. And he certainly, you can see the similar characteristics. You know, I think it's unfair to anybody really to say that you're going to be the next Tom Brady or you have, you know, you're on that type of trajectory, but what he offers, I think the perception of the competitiveness, the toughness, the ability to, to elevate his teammates, to play quarterback at a high level from within the pocket, things that they've shown to value in New England. Uh, you can see the early characteristics of that in Mac Jones. And it'll be fun to see kind of, you know, where that organization is. And, you know, Tom Brady rode so many really ups, but even ups and downs in New England as far as what they asked him to do over the course of his life cycle in New England, playing the position, going from being kind of a game manager early on to really taking the league by storm and sending it all over the place you know, in the late uh, 2000s. And so it'll, it'll be fun to see how Mac Jones uh, morphs that offense, that organization into his mold. JT hosts the quarterback school on YouTube, which we will talk about here at the end of the interview. So obviously you love the quarterback talk. How do you feel about this season coming out of this wild first round? And like what stories grabbed you the most? Is the Justin Fields situation in Chicago, Trey Lance in San Fran, uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. What's been the best story out of that first round? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think that they're still developing. I think mm. that they each have their own unique little uh, subplot. You know, the Jacksonville one is probably a little bit more complicated than the others, but it's one of those things during during the offseason, everybody's so excited for the new quarterback, the first-round pick. Well, you know, if you're a first-round pick, early first-round pick, you're usually going to an organization that is struggling. And it's not one position in football is not going to fix it. And so, you know, you see Zach Wilson, you see Trevor Lawrence, those organizations and rosters are thinner than, you know, the top tier organizations across the league. And so they're going to struggle and it's going to be harder growing pain. I think for me, I'm pretty fascinated to see what happens with Justin Fields, just because I think that they might be a little bit better of a team. So a little bit more opportunity for him to kind of make a quicker splash. But, you know, again, how that was handled, you know, probably isn't exactly how I would have preferred it handled as far as just letting him play from the beginning, similar to the 49ers. But both those guys, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, to me, I think, have some pretty unbelievable upsides that hopefully they uh, get an opportunity to showcase those things with stable organizations that have a roster that can win. My uh, co-host here and boss, Darren Moose DuPont, ran out of the room, but he said, ask JT, who is the quarterback in the NFL this year, the starter, who's not getting the love he deserves? How would you answer that? Uh, I mean, this might not make sense, but I think Lamar Jackson. I I still think people, (laughs) for some reason, kind of sleep on his ability to throw the ball and really from within the pocket. And so the continued improvement that he's made being able to spin the ball, and that sounds silly, right, to say – you know, that they're undervalued as a former MVP, but really, it really is. And I I think that if he continues to improve throwing the ball the way that he has early in the season from within the pocket and does all the normal Lamar Jackson things and stays healthy and yada, yada, yada. But that whole idea being that, my goodness, he, he really does look like a more polished pocket passer early on in the season. And it's really exciting to see just from a, from a quarterback, someone who loves the position and loves all the aspects of it, not just, 
the, you know, stand in the pocket, deliver the ball, but really the evolution of the position to more athletic guys, to being able to be, make playmakers, throwing off platform, all those types of things that, uh, you know, the CFL I think is really great at and for those guys, you know, those guys have been identified as playmakers for, I feel like a little bit longer than we have down here in the States. And so it's fun to see the evolution of that position be the norm on Sundays down here. But can I be the fly in the ointment and give you a but, 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 Monday Night Football, Ravens at Raiders goes to overtime and Lamar fumbles twice, including in overtime, which set up the Raiders' uh, winning score. Like, does that count for anything? Ball security at the quarterback position? You were, you must have been watching that game. Who won that game? The Raiders won it in overtime. Did the screen freeze? <laughs> what are you saying, man? Oh, maybe I don't remember how it ended. Oh, you were probably you were probably asleep then. I'm just listen. I get it. They're pumping Lamar Jackson's tires like crazy on ESPN and the NFL Network. I totally get it. But do you think at the end of the season he will be in the MVP discussion? I guess it's going to depend how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think he plays in one of the best divisions. I think that they're always going to be have the opportunity with that defense to be in the kind of discussion at the end of the year. Again, it always is going to come down to how do they, how well do they play in the playoffs and can they win in the playoffs and all those types of things, especially in that division in the AFC. It sure feels like there are so many great young quarterbacks. But for my money, for what I'm watching, I think that they do unique stuff on offense. I think as the passing game continues to evolve for the Ravens, they're going to be more and more exciting to watch. Uh, from Ryan in Saratoga, New York. He says, question for JT. My Jets are going through some growing pains. How long do you think it'll take Zach Wilson to grow into an elite quarterback? And what do the Jets need to do to get him to that status? Uh, they need to elevate their roster. I mean, that, that's the truth of it. It's hard to get a true evaluation, to be honest with you. They got a new staff. Uh, I think that roster is depleted at certain positions. That doesn't give him an opportunity really at the offensive line to be able to play the position, how I think he can thrive in it. And so it's going to take years. And, and that's the hard part about it. Nowadays, quarterbacks aren't given that kind of uh, avail- availability to play through their whole contract without judging them. You know, people make their decisions through year two, three year three, are they going to need to go draft someone else? You see, you know, rumors of stuff like that as the rookie deals and for guys like Baker Mayfield, you know, those types of things, you've got to really cement yourself as a franchise organizational guy to be able to get that next contract and have a team organization build around you. Man, JT, as usual, I could talk to you all day. I got a million questions. I, I'll just ask you two more. With what Sam Darnold's doing in Carolina, 3-0 and before they went in and got Molly Wap by America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. How happy were you for Sam? I assume you were to be. It seems like he's vindicated in Carolina as a Southern California guy. Uh, I would assume you're pulling for him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm... It's fun to see a guy get a new opportunity, you know, obviously for whatever reason didn't work out with the Jets, but someone who's always had the availability and really does a nice, that is a perfect example of a guy who, for whatever reason, probably a number of variables that are beyond his control didn't totally work out. And so you go get a fresh start with a fresh coaching staff somewhere that believes in you and the roster is maybe a little bit more complete around you. That defense is pretty darn good. And all of a sudden, you look like a franchise guy and it's a smart play. And, you know, you're on the path towards a comeback player of the year type of performance. And so it's fun to see. Now it's also fun to see Joe Brady and that offense 
get creative and use their tools, but certainly pulling for guys like Sam Darnold and really anybody who in the league, you know, those, those guys, so much of the rosters transition and move around and until you find a spot that really believes in you and, and gives you an opportunity to thrive. Uh, it's fun to see for those guys who maybe have struggled in the past. JT, tell us about the QB school on YouTube and how people can follow along and what they'll find there. Well, uh, it's, it's uh, my channel where I just really kind of dive into whatever I think is interesting. It's really fun for me to just kind of give a small little baby token back to the game that gave me so much. It's a fun way to interact and just kind of share the things and nuggets that I, uh, that I appreciate about the game. Good stuff. All right, give him a subscription, everybody. A sub, as the kids say. JT, always great chatting with you, man. All right, Rod. Take care, man. All right, the great JT O'Sullivan joining us from Southern California. We'll be back with viewer takeover right after this. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on YouTube and Facebook, Game Plus TV, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is a viewer takeover. It's not going to be long. Moose has decided that he's going to take this segment off every day, and it's probably for good reason because there's no time for him to talk. And I haven't even got into the uh, sports update for the day. My cousin Christina Medicine Hat's written in. She said, did the, did the Vegas Golden Knights win their first ever game? Well, absolutely they did. October the 6th, 2017 at Dallas 2-1. I watched it, and they debuted the all-white uniforms and the white gloves and I think the white skates and people were going what is coming out of my television right now so yes Canada's team the Vegas Golden Knights won their first game thank you Chris for playing some other well the Seattle Kraken got their first win but it was in game two last night they beat the Predators 4-3 Brandon Tanev scored his second goal into an empty net with 121 to go Cody Bellinger hit a tie-breaking single in the ninth inning and prized midseason acquisition Max Scherzer came out of the bullpen for a save sending the Dodgers past the Giants 2-1 in a thrilling winner-take-all game five of the division series they move on to the NLCS Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading into the bye week with a 5-1 record after beating the Philly Eagles 28-22 I see Dan the situation Cervelli is watching in Philadelphia right now today and he says Rod you're killing me with a Bucks gear after last night don't come at me because your team's struggling so bad the Eagles they are who we thought they were and this brief sports updates brought to you by Ballers Rec Room check out our brand new line of games book your group or Christmas party now this sports update also for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through liquor store well you're well you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I'm going to carry this over into next hour from RJ. Hey, Rod, is it too late for the Rough Riders to trade for Taylor Cornelius? Maybe they could try to acquire another offensive lineman and a power back as well. What say you? We'll discuss CFL, NFL coming up after this break in hour two. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.